It's May 18th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cottonor. Before we get started, I just wanted to remind folks that Chris and I rely heavily on the great reporting that's being done on the ground by a variety of news organizations. If you want to see all the stories we cite in the show, go to our show notes. Our top story today, Finland and Sweden formally submitted their bids for NATO membership this morning. Finnish and Swedish envoys delivered letters expressing their nation's interest in joining NATO to Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg at the alliance's headquarters in Brussels. Mr. Stoltenberg has said that NATO will seek to admit both nations in a fast-track process. The President of Finland and the Prime Minister of Sweden will head to Washington tomorrow to meet with President Biden to discuss their NATO bids, the war in Ukraine, and the relationship of Europe and the United States in the changed security situation. A former senior Russian officer offered rare criticism of the war in Ukraine on Russian TV. Retired Colonel Mikhail Kotorinok said on Monday's edition of Rossiya One's 60-minute show, let's not drink information tranquilizers because sometimes information is spread about some moral or psychological breakdown of Ukraine's armed forces, as if they are nearing a crisis of morale or a fracture. None of this is close to reality. He went on to say, the situation for us will frankly get worse and that the whole world is against us, even if we don't want to admit it. Germany's three governing parties plan to strip former Chancellor Gerhard Schroeder of his office and staff after he maintained and defended his long-standing ties with Russia, despite the war in Ukraine. Schroeder's own Social Democratic Party said Wednesday that lawmakers on the Parliamentary Budget Committee had agreed to link some of the former German leader's privileges to actual duties rather than his status as former chancellor. Earlier this year, his office staff quit, and Schroeder faced a fresh wave of outrage from political allies after the New York Times quoted him saying that the massacre of civilians in Bucha has to be investigated but he didn't think the orders would have come from Russian President Vladimir Putin, who is a longtime friend. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un slammed his country's response to its first confirmed COVID-19 outbreak as immature, accusing government officials of inadequacies and inertia as fever cases swept the country, state media reported on Wednesday. North Korea reported 233,000 more people with fever symptoms and six more deaths after the country revealed the COVID outbreak last week. It did not say how many people had tested positive for COVID-19. South Korea has offered to send medical supplies, including vaccines, masks, and test kits, as well as technical cooperation to the North, but Pyongyang has yet to respond. Malayan authorities have arrested suspects after an announcement by the ruling junta that it had foiled a coup attempt supported by an unnamed Western government. Security forces thwarted the counter-coup against two-time coup leader Colonel Asimi Goita, according to a government statement. 
The news of a failed counter-coup comes as Mali faces domestic political uncertainty and international isolation as the ruling junta has announced it intends to stay in power longer than it had earlier announced. After seizing power in 2020, Goita's junta initially agreed to an 18-month transition to return to civilian rule, but it failed to organize elections by the deadline in February. Last month, the government said it would need an additional two years in power before it could organize a vote. Sri Lanka's new prime minister says the country is down to its last day of petrol as it faces its worst economic crisis in more than 70 years. The island nation's economy has been hit hard by the pandemic, rising energy prices, and populist tax cuts. A chronic shortage of foreign currency and soaring inflation had led to severe shortages of medicine, fuel, and other essentials. In a televised address, the Prime Minister said the nation urgently needs $75 million of foreign currency in the next few days to pay for essential imports, though shipments of petrol and diesel using a credit line with India could provide fuel supplies in the next few days. Venezuela's government and opposition say they are ready to restart talks in Mexico aimed at resolving the country's political crisis. Negotiations collapsed in October after an ally of President Nicolas Maduro was extradited to the U.S. by Cape Verde, but the opposition said discussions took place on restarting talks after a photo was released showing delegates of the two sides shaking hands. It comes as the U.S. agreed to ease some sanctions against Caracas on Tuesday. The talks are aimed at resolving Venezuela's long-running political and humanitarian crisis, which has seen some 6 million people flee the country. The European Union says it will respond with all measures at its disposal if Britain pushes ahead with unilateral changes to the Brexit deal on Northern Ireland. EU Vice President Marcos Sepkovic, who is Brussels' top Brexit official, said the UK announcement raised significant concerns. The UK has said it might suspend the so-called Northern Ireland Protocol, something the EU has warned could lead to a wider trade war. The protocol is part of the UK's Brexit deal with the EU. It lays out a system of rules which governs trade in Northern Ireland since the UK left the EU. It was devised as a means of avoiding a hard border on the island of Ireland allowing Northern Ireland to remain in the EU single market. In lighter news, a team of Johns Hopkins University students are aiming to change the way people eat their burritos with a new invention, edible tape. The students, who unveiled their Tasty Tape project for the school's Engineering Design Day, said they were inspired to create their edible tape by their own experiences with notoriously messy foods such as burritos, tacos, and wraps. The team members said they are not yet disclosing their secret formula because they're in the process of obtaining a patent, but assure us all ingredients are safe to consume. Unfortunately, the students were unable to make lettuce wraps taste as good as burritos. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at daily at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. 
and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, our bonus brief was a conversation with Josh Kurlancic, a senior fellow for Southeast Asia at the Council on Foreign Relations, about the elections in the Philippines. Thanks to our new members like Queenie from California and our longtime members like James from Great Britain for making these interviews possible. Go to the DSR Network and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, tune into Next in Foreign Policy, where Zoe Weinberg and I talk with Akil Berry about the crisis in Sri Lanka and Deep State Radio to hear David Rothkoff talk with Ed Luce, Michael Weiss, and Andrea Kendall-Taylor about the war in Ukraine. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.